0: welcome to matthew's world of wine and drink an educational podcast helping wine students and wine enthusiasts alike to learn about all the wines of the world i'm matthew gorn and i'm a wct certified educator and in this podcast i explore different wine regions and different grape varieties and also interview producers from all around the world to explore the vast world of wine This episode continues to focus on the wines of the Balkan states, particularly those countries that used to be part of Yugoslavia until Yugoslavia collapsed in the 1990s. Previously looked at Slovenia, Croatia, Bosnia-Herzegovina and Serbia. This episode looks at the Republic of North Macedonia, which is a landlocked country with a mixture of a Mediterranean climate influenced by the Adriatic Sea, but also a continental climate especially as the country rises into the mountains. Historically it was a source for um, lots of wine uh, particularly under Yugoslavia uh, for bulk wine for domestic consumption but also exports to Germany and so the focus on quality wasn't always there but there's definitely some interesting wine with some indigenous varieties that can produce something quite distinctive. It is a country that is quite hot and dry in the summer. Although it does vary among the regions. So central Macedonia is quite flat as a central valley, which is formed by the Vardar River. Whereas on the border with the different countries, there are mountains and there are mountains higher than 2,000 meters. And rain varies. In the center where it's flatter, is 500 millimeters of rain annually. Whereas in the mountains, it can be as high as 1,700 millimeters. So, going from quite a dry climate in the centre to a wetter climate further up in the mountains. And it does get quite warm, and acidification is allowed because of the warm climate, but enrichment is not because the grapes are getting sufficiently ripe. Back in the 1980s, Macedonia made as much as two thirds of the wine produced in Yugoslavia, with 1.8 million hectolitres produced. Even in the early 1990s, as Yugoslavia uh, collapsed as a country and descended into war, production has fallen since then, but still it is now around about 1.2 million hectolitres as it has recovered as the country has developed as an independent entity. And a lot of this is exported. So complete contrast to neighboring Serbia, where most of the wine is drunk domestically. In the Republic of North Macedonia, which has a population of just under 2 million, Most of it is exported. A lot of it historically is bulk wine, uh, particularly to Germany. There are some facts and figures which are a little difficult to um, verify about the Republic of North Macedonia, but it's estimated that there are about 23,500 hectares planted, which is roughly the same as Serbia, even though it's a much smaller country uh, geographically as well as population-wise. There are just over 80 wineries registered, most of them pretty small. But there are four uh, relatively big producers uh, which do dominate production. So it's rather like the other Balkan states in that sense of quite a fragmented industry. But wine is very important in the Republic of North Macedonia. In fact, it's the second most important agricultural export after tobacco There are three different regions um, within the Republic of North Macedonia. There's Bessinia Ozagovo in the east, and then in the west is Pelagoneva Pollock. And then the most important region is in the centre, where a lot of that bulk wine is coming from, uh, based around the Vardar River, and 85% of vineyards are located in this central region. If you're going to encounter a wine from the Republic of North Macedonia, the Tikvesh District is probably going to be the one that you will find. And that accounts for 41% of the country's vineyards. And this is really the hub of uh, the Republic of North Macedonia's wine production. There has been investment with foreign consultants trying to improve the quality of wine and just helping local winemakers um, increase that quality. And so there are some smaller producers making some very good wine especially from those higher elevation sites. The most important wines are Red, uh, Vranek, which is spelled a little bit differently from other Balkan states. It's spelled V-R-A-N-E-C, whereas most of the other countries where this grape variety is grown, it's spelled V R A N A C, And this produces interesting wines with deep color, fuller body, put some um, texture and structure to them. But there's only really two indigenous varieties unique to the Republic of North Macedonia that have been identified. And both of them used to be quite important before Phylloxera, but then plantings declined as international varieties took over. But there is some interest in these uh, varieties as being unique to uh, North Macedonia. Stanushina, um, important before Phylloxera, found in Titvesh, The problem with this variety um, is that there are different mutations within the vineyard, so lots of history and old plantings, but that means the the variety has developed in different ways, and yields can be very inconsistent, and quality can be inconsistent too. So selection in the vineyard is important, and this is sometimes blended with a great variety called Procupac and also Cratesia, which is Zinfandel. There's also a great variety called Origitimus which means black from Orid, which is a lake to the southwest of the country on the border with Albania. And there are three big lakes uh, within um, Macedonia which are important in influencing growing conditions. And Orishko Kruno uh, produces quite light, fruity, pale-coloured wines. There isn't that much left. It was also popular before Phylloxera. Uh, but it is in those original regions near the Albanian border and again planted with the grape variety Prokopak and also with Varanak. Other varieties, uh, black grape varieties planted in the Republic of North Macedonia and called Kratasheja which is sort of tributrack or Zinfandel and these are often quite old vineyards planted with other varieties it can be quite unreliable in its yields and that's the general issue with Zinfandel in ripening inconsistently Uh, but to resolve this some producers are importing cuttings of Primitivo from Italy um, to have a more reliable ripening pattern. There's also some international grape varieties such as Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot Syrah and also Petit Verdot being planted. Because of the warm climate over-ripeness and high alcohol can be an issue although better vineyard management is producing that and better winemaking with an investment in quality. But at the same time, with that warm climate, the grape varieties do produce sugar in the the fruit, and so higher alcohol should not be avoided, just managed. There's also um, white wine made in North Macedonia, often for brandy production, but quality is also improving. And so there are some great varieties. Žilavka, uh, which discussed in the previous episode on Serbia. Uh, Blanca, which means parishioner. And this is also a Serbian great variety, which is a crossing of Pinot Noir and Prokupac. Um, it's crossed in 1970. And this produces high acid, uh, refreshing wines. And it, the plantings of this great variety are increasing in North Macedonia. There's also Temjanica, which is Muscat, Muscat Blanc a Petit grand. There's Smederevka, uh, which discussed on the um, Serbian episode of this podcast, which produces um, pretty basic everyday wines. Rakicelli, which is a Georgian grape variety, and also Grasovina, which is Welsh Riesling. And then there's also Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blanc. So a lot of these grape varieties are planted in other countries, not just within the Balkan states, but also going into Austria, Hungary and all the way to Georgia. Part of um, the overall history of Macedonia, which is a name which does have a little um, dispute over it because Macedonian history goes Back thousands of years before the Roman Empire, when it was governed, when it was ruled by Alexander the Great, it was one of the most important states um, in Europe, and it covered areas um, larger than the current country of the Republic of North Macedonia, spreading into Greece and also into Bulgaria, two of its neighbouring countries. And there has been tension between the Republic of North Macedonia, formed in the 1990s, and its neighbouring countries. um, including Albania as well, in terms of ethnicity and just representing um, all the different ethnic backgrounds within the country. And the name Macedonia covers southwest Bulgaria and also northern Greece as well. And so there has been arguments and discussions about who actually gets to use the name Macedonia. But the Republic of North Macedonia, as it is now called, has applied for EU membership. It reached agreement with Greece in 2018 over the use of the name, so the country for quite a while was called the former Yugoslavian Republic of Macedonia, which was quite a long-winded way of, of terming the country, but now it can be called the Republic of North Macedonia because Greece has recognized um, the name Republic of North Macedonia, while the Macedonian regions of Greece keep their name as well. But there is still discussion with Bulgaria about representation of um, ethnic Bulgarians within the country to allow the Republic of North Macedonia's access to the EU, which would of course open its economy and hopefully advance its wine industry. A country with lots of history, lots of disputed history, different rulers, different ownership, different identities. Part of the Balkan states and the different border disputes and ownerships. And so historically um, a country which has evolved in many different ways. And it's wine industry historically important in terms of bulk wine, but with greater investment in quality wine and quality sites, looking for those more difficult sites where the grapes may have to work to get ripe, but therefore produce um, higher quality. So definitely a wine industry in transition and one to um, just follow, just to see exactly how it evolves in terms of grape varieties, plantings, and styles of wine. So thank you for listening. This is Matthew, and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Drink.